Hey ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Sost and I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Entrepreneur's Mindset. I wanted to make this episode really about the gig economy contractors out there and the the big upside that they have a potential or we have a potential to be a part of. So today I wanted to talk about the Lyft IPO that is launching Uber's IPO that launches in April, why you should invest or why invest in these companies, why not? And the most important part is is getting our feelings out of the way of making good rational decisions. So let's start with the obvious. At the beginning of this month, Lyft said that they were going public and now we have more details that they are going to be garnering more than a $20 billion valuation. They are looking to set their stock price anywhere between $62 and $68 per share, which for all those drivers that either qualified for the $1,000 or the $10,000 bonus, that means that you could own quite a bit of, uh, of Lyft shares if you chose to. Now, if you take the bonuses in cash, you may be cutting off your nose to spite your face and letting your feelings get in the way of making good decisions, but we will we'll come back to that later on. And they are looking to issue right around $2 billion worth of Class A stocks. So if you don't know very much about Class A, Class B, various classes of stocks, basically... It has to do with your your voting rights in terms of um, when shareholders and the board uh, need to make decisions. Obviously, Class A stocks uh, have less uh, voting power than other class stocks. But just real quick, this price of, of $62 to $68 per share, I'm going to tell you right now, 2019 is a blockbuster year for IPOs. Every fund on the planet is going to be invested in rideshare. So if you have a 401k, if you have a mutual fund, anything like that, you will be invested in rideshare. There is no question about that. It's just a matter of how much each uh, fund will, will purchase into this. So obviously Lyft has has let us in on their actual pricing. I think Uber made the smart move on this one and slow played their IPO because they knew they were the bigger value player in this in this whole thing and they wanted to see what their competitor would offer um, in terms of valuation in terms of uh, you know driver benefits and and things like that. Just to kind of go off topic and, and get into this this whole, you know, drivers getting a portion or a play on these stock options. The most hated, perhaps the most hated person in rideshare, Travis Kalanick, was the original thought process person and the chief 
uh, financier, if you will, of of lobbying the SEC to change the rules in terms of how companies could issue stock options. Because at one point, stock options could only go to employees. Um, and, and he made it a mission because for obvious reasons, you know, he didn't want to give away cash, but he saw that the company was going to go public and he said, you know what, we need to give the drivers something. If we're not going to give them higher rates, if we're not going to give them all these other demands that they have, let's at least find something that we can give them. And, and, and he's been, he was fighting this, this sec rule for God years and finally got it changed. And it's 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 going to be a real game changer moving forward in terms of how rideshare uh, morphs into the future. So at $62 to $68 a share, I, you know, if you are in the market, you, you know, you may want to allocate some of what you have just to pick it up. It's a long-term strategy, guys. Owning Lyft, you're not going to make money tomorrow. You know, owning Uber, you're not going to make money, you know, next week. It's, it's, it's not about that. It's a long-term strategy. Think about the, the early investors in Amazon for a second. Really think about the early investors in Amazon for a second. People that bought their IPO in 97 and the company didn't see its first quarterly profit until 2003. Q4 of 2003, nonetheless. You know, that's a lot of years, right? You know, in, in terms of, you know, if you're trading stocks, that's a long time for a company not to make money after they've gone public. Would anybody sitting here today say that investing in Amazon in 1997 was a bad investment decision? I'll repeat that question one more time. Could anybody today say that investing in Amazon in 1997 was a bad investment decision? I'll go ahead and answer that and say no. It's literally the second most valuable company to have ever existed on planet Earth. Um, and it was once uh, the most valuable. It, it, you know, it bounces between one and two. Um you know, between Apple and Amazon, they're literally the most valuable companies to have ever existed on earth. But you never could have imagined that in 1997 when this crazy guy wanted to sell flipping books online. Think about that for a second. Amazon was all about selling books, textbooks, any kind of books. I, need, I, I really need to stress this. They were all about selling books. Fast forward to today, and Amazon literally sells everything from books to delivering groceries to your door. Think about the expansion that they made from this, this little old company that was selling books online in 1995, 96, 97, and now they literally sell everything and can have most things to your door in two hours or less. 
I really need that to sink in because there's a lot of people in the rideshare industry. There's a lot of gig economy contractors who are letting their personal feelings override making wise business decisions. If you are a driver that got in on the Lyft IPO, you, you completed 10,000 rides and you, were, you, you have the ability to take that $1,000 that they're willing to give you. And if, if I would say that I, I would not want to look back and say, you know what? I got short-sighted. I took the 1K. I blew that money. And then 10 years from now, realize that that 1K could be worth $35,000. And, and you're just like, damn, like I let my feelings get in the way. So we already know what Lyft is offering. 62 to $68 per share. They're going to sell, they're looking to sell $2 billion worth of class A stocks for their IPO. They're looking for a valuation somewhere north of 20 billion, probably 25 billion, top side 30 billion. And, but that's, that's pushing the top side. Moving on is Uber's IPO, which they have released some more information. They are looking for a April launch date for their IPO. Uh, they have gotten reassurances from uh, major banks that a $120 billion valuation is reasonable. They have the ability to set an IPO record that was... Uh, that was set by Alibaba. I believe Alibaba sold $25 billion in stocks in their IPO, and Uber has the ability to sell more if they choose to. They can also choose to hold off. You know, Obviously, it's up to the company how much stock they'd like to issue to the public. But they will be the, the, the second most valuable company on earth to ever go public. They will be the most valuable U.S. tech company to ever go public, period, hands down. Now, once again, there's, there's going to be a lot of feelings. There's going to be a lot of emotions, especially if you're on the driver's side of things. I stress that, that Uber will more than likely offer a better, a better term on, on what they're willing to give drivers um, you know, when it comes to the, the, the requirements. So with Lyft, it was 10,000 or 20,000 rides. I'd have to guess that, that Uber can, can play with that number a little bit and go anywhere between five and 7,000 rides and, you know, 12 and 15,000 rides on their top end. I would take stock in every company that you have the ability to take stock in. You know, 2019, you were going to see it's going to be a blockbuster year. You're talking about Slack. You're talking about Airbnb, possibly. Now they're talking about pushing it back to 2020. Uber, Lyft. Um, you know, uh, just some some economic news. We're looking at uh, lower wages uh, rising faster than higher wage jobs right now, I think. Lower wage jobs are, are growing at 5%, um, whereas the, the, higher, the higher income brackets are only growing at 2% in terms of their, their wages. So 
We're, we're having a strong job market. We're, we're, there's, there's a whole lot to be optimistic about. You know, are there players that are in the stock market right now that are overvalued? You are damn right there are. When I look at Uber and Lyft, primarily Uber, but I mean Lyft is Lyft is gonna is gonna play the the stepchild in this, or the little the little brother, and and that's that's actually not a bad bad place to be. Um, they, they have their they have their eyes set on something so much larger than rideshare, and this is where I I believe that you know we that contractors get a little short-sighted and they, they, they think, oh, you know, these, these mounting losses, like everybody's bringing up uh, Lyft's, you know, S1 documents. And of course, they're going to put in their prospectus that there's a possibility that, that they may never be profitable. Um, I, I can tell you that that, is, that that is not that abnormal, especially for tech companies. You know, you know, did Facebook ever know? Like, could could Facebook literally guarantee that it would make money? No. Could Amazon guarantee or reasonably assert that it would make money? No. These are all very untested uh, waters. Does that mean that you don't invest in them? Like I said, does anybody think in 2019... That buying stock in Amazon in 1997 was a bad idea. No, there's not. I mean, there's there's nobody that that could rationally say that that would have been a bad idea. So, do do you want to play a conservative? Sure, but once I I can't stress this enough. Every fund in the world is going to buy stock in these companies. The it, because you can't afford not to. So what you do is you buy a little bit in all of them. So that way you hedge your bets, like sort of like what SoftBank has done. You know, SoftBank, to their credit, has invested in in pretty much every rideshare company on earth. Um, if it's a reputable rideshare company, whether it's Diddy Kwa Ching, uh, Grab, uh, Gojek, uh, Yandex's, I can't remember what theirs is in Russia, but Uber, Lyft. You name it, SoftBank has a hand in everything. Why? Because they see the huge upside potential in the idea and the industry in general. Do they know who's going to win? No, which is why you hedge your bets on everybody. So that way, if I lose on Lyft, guess what? Well, I still own Uber. If, if Uber loses and, and Lyft wins, well, guess what? I own Lyft as well. So do I lose? No. I you know Overall, I'm going to win in that one. So it, it boils down to why why should somebody invest in in a rideshare company? And I, I hate that term because because if you if you were to look at Uber's portfolio today, they have courier services, they have freight, they have bikes, they have scooters, they have public transportation ticketing being built into their rider app. They have, they're testing out car rental services, not to drivers, but literally car rental services to, to people with the Uber Rider app. So if you needed to rent a car, sort of like Zipcar, the same idea as Zipcar, but, but Uber is starting to monetize its brand. It's figured out that it became a verb. So there's certain, there's certain echelons that you reach as, as a company. So 
think back to 2000, you know, back, back when we were all younger or we were kids, you had to go research something. You had to go look for the information. You, you literally said that, oh, I have to go look that up. In today's day and age, what does everybody say? Um, you know, what, what's the capital of this? I don't know. Google it. I don't know. Google it. Google it. Google it. Google became a verb. To find info about something, open the Google app and type in the search box. And I don't know if you... Cancel. You guys obviously know that I own an Android now. So the idea is really simple, guys. When your company becomes a verb, you've pretty much made it. I mean, you really have to screw something up in order for you not to continue on. And and that's the trajectory that Uber is on. Now everybody points out, oh, you know, they're they were blowing twenty bill or twenty million dollars a month on autonomous vehicles. Yes, they are. Or yes, they were. It's just something that you do as a company when you're at that level. So that's why when you when you look on a paper and you go, oh, you you know, they lost nine hundred and sixty one million dollars last year. Or they lost one point seven million dollars or one point seven billion dollars last year. They lost it on research and development. They lost it on incentives. They lost it on market on market share growth or on user base, user base growth. But when you look at operationally, like how many employees do we have? How much are we paying drivers? How much revenue have, do we have coming in? They're cash positive entities. But yes, they are blowing tons of money on all these new things. And the reason is, because who wants to become the next taxi cab company? Like, it, it's real simple as a contractor to be like, oh, you know, they should really focus on rideshare. No. Why? So they could become yellow cab? Y- you know, like some, like, basically like ancient history relic, if you will. No, they're tech companies. So they're graduating. They're, they're kind of shedding their proverbial skin, if you will. They're shedding their rideshare skin. And and Uber's doing it more on a global scale. They're they're getting into the mobility. Uh, that that next phase is mobility. So it transcends, you know, cars taking people from point A to point B. Like how how many other modes of transportation can we get into? Uh, courier services. You know, when when you think about the volume, Uber is the number one in volume. Uh, when you think in terms of Revenue or average uh, delivery size, DoorDash is number one, or or Grubhub. I can't remember which. But Uber is making strides in all these places. Um, Uber is actually taking on their co-founder Travis in the uh, commercial kitchen rental space. They're they're going to test that out. And the reason is is they have this amazing technology. And and the. What makes the technology amazing isn't necessarily the software itself. It is the cult-like uh, following of active users. That's, that, that's what makes Uber valuable. Is they, they, they've eclipsed 100 million active users. So that's people that use their apps 
at least once a month. That's massive. They have 100, over 100 million. And all they have to do is hit 125 million by the end of 2019 in order to beat forecasts. So when, when, you're, when you're valuing Uber, you're not looking at revenue necessarily. Like, I, I don't want to digress into another subject, but I, I worked for a company that really focused on the bottom line. So they were always looking at every ride and making money. And you can't do that in 2019. If you're a tech company, you have to be willing to go deep. Uber didn't garner over $25 billion in capital investment because their software gets people from point A to point B. Lyft hasn't garnered the billions of dollars that they've received in capital investment because they give people from you know give people rides from point A to point B. They are technology companies. They're not taxi cab companies. If you're a gig economy contractor and you contracted with them, you are the taxi cab operator. Uber and Lyft, they're not the company. They're not the taxi cab company. They you do your thing and they're doing theirs. So to, to just kind of like sum all this up, I stress that if you have the ability, if you're given these bonuses by either company, do not cut off your nose to spite your own face. Don't let your emotions hinder your ability to make wise decisions in the future. Even if you were to just take the stock and sell it, Two months from now, at least you had, at least you bought it, at least you owned it, and you can walk away saying, hey, I gave it a shot, but my convictions were just too deep. Because once it passes, you know, it, it, it would, it would honestly, it, it would be a bitch if, if you had the opportunity to buy lift, lift stock at $62 and by the time you got your emotions out of the way and all your feelings out of the way and you were ready to buy, they were at like, you know, $92 a share or, or $85 a share because you just shortchanged yourself because you let your feelings get in the way. So I, I know that my view isn't popular on this. Um, I know that I'm probably in the minority, but I, I can tell you this much. Um, don't don't sell yourself short as a contractor. You know, th there's a lot of things that I'll bring up in a lot of episodes in the future that that are more that are viewed more favorably amongst drivers um, in terms of of tips, tricks, and strategies and stuff like that. But this this is the one place where where I've got to I've got to get my own feelings out of the way, and I've I've got to make solid, rational financial decisions because I'm 34 years old. I have a ton of time to sit on stocks. So if Uber doesn't make it for another 10 years, it's really not going to bother me because it, both companies, they're, they're like, it, it's, it's not a matter of if they'll make money. It's a matter of like, how much will they be making at one point in time and how fast will the stock rise? 
because I, I truly believe that, that both companies, they're not stupid. Um, <laughs> you don't take on the, the, the taxi association that had a grip on this country and you don't bring them to their knees, uh, you know, with, with subpar strategy. Um, you have to be pretty ironclad and you have to have balls of steel, to be quite honest with you, to take them on. And, and that's, that's where I give Travis Kalanick a, a lot of, a lot of credit is, is he's, he, people laughed at him when he said he was going to take on the taxi industry. People outright laughed at him. And now look who's laughing. <laughs> he is because he beat him. And I mean, he beat him bad. It's not even close. So with that, I am going to get off the soapbox. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you have any comments, concerns, or questions, put them in the comment section. Wherever this is posted, it could be Facebook. It could be a podcasting uh, service. Uh, it could be on any social media network. And I, I just, I thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I look forward to delivering more episodes in the future. Thank you.